Hello beautiful humans, this is Alicia from Ethical Wellness Programs and you are listening to the Heal in Motherhood podcast, the show that combines the science of the mind-body connection and trauma research along with spiritual teachings and practical tools to help women heal their lives from the inside out and reclaim their inner goddess while showing up as the person, parent and partner they came here to be. If you like what you hear on today's show, please don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app so that we can grow our community and impact as many women's lives as possible. Hello, beautiful mummers. Thank you for joining me on today's show. I'm so excited to share this episode with you because learning about trauma has literally changed my life. You know, I used to think that life was so black and white. I used to think things were either right or they were wrong. But studying trauma has helped me loosen my grip what is right and what is wrong. It's helped me soften my heart and realize that everything is actually gray, or as I like to say, rainbow colored. So I want to share this information with you because it's fundamentally changed how I show up in the world and how I parent. It's helped me become a more compassionate, understanding and connected to my loved ones. And it's helped me become a better coach. And I guess what I want is that for you as well. And I guess... I feel like it's my duty to share this information and help you and the world become trauma-informed because understanding trauma really does change how you approach life. So over the last few years, I've been learning all about trauma. When I started studying trauma, I thought I was one of the lucky ones who had a great childhood And I thought that trauma was only caused by bad things happening to people like war or abuse or sexual exploitation, those sorts of things. But when I went on my own journey, I realized that trauma happens to everybody. Growing up, I cared for a sick parent and for a long time, I told myself the story Oh, my childhood wasn't that bad. My mum always told me she loved me every day. And I'm grateful for my experiences as a young carer because it's made me the person I am today. And although this is all very true, um, it is also true that I had trauma as well. And what I wasn't seeing is that when we're kids, we don't see the world as we do now as an adult. We don't have that logic and that reason. The things that are scary to us as children are events that we can now rationalise as adults, but that doesn't mean that they weren't traumatic at the time. For example, let's say that your mum left you in the car at the petrol station when you was two years old. For us as adults, that might not be a big deal, but for a two-year-old who's been left in the car alone and crying, this is a very different experience. When we're two years old, we don't understand why our mum would leave us in the car. As a two-year-old, we could make this event mean I'm not lovable, no one is here to support me, I can't trust anyone to be there for me, or I'm alone. 
And although a two-year-old might not remember this situation in their thinking mind, the body will store it as an emotional memory. And every time the child gets left in the car or they go to the petrol station, their body could head into a trauma response. And this is a perfect example of how stressful experiences can become imprinted into our body and show up in many different ways without us even realizing it. And this is not about bagging out your parents or for leaving you in the car or making yourself feel guilty as a parent for leaving your kids in the car at the petrol station. This is just simply an example of how trauma can be created from seemingly normal situations because we all leave our kids in the car at the petrol station. We're not going to put in our petrol and then lug the kids into the petrol station and lug the kids back out. We leave them in the car. So you can see that that is something that is normal to us. But as a child, they don't know that yet. They're not old enough. Their brain isn't developed enough. And they're not understanding what is happening. And as Dr. Geibermate says so famously, (laughs) trauma is not what happens to you. Trauma is what happens inside of you as a result of what happens to you. Meaning you can be traumatized by anything. Trauma is a spectrum. So you've got little t trauma, which might be being left out at school, to big t trauma, which might look like going to war. But it's all relative whether you consider it big t trauma or little t trauma. The process in the body is the same. And I just want to point out here, trauma doesn't always have to be from our childhood. It can be passed down from other people in our family. We call this generational trauma or it can be cultural. It can be acute trauma. It can also be collective trauma. So trauma, for example, that's happening in the pandemic, that is collective trauma and we all feel that. You know, I've been speaking to a lot of people lately and well, more in the pandemic, and a lot of people felt angry. And there was just like this collective of anger, this feeling of anger, because we are all energy, right? So we all feed off each other. And when one person's nervous system is out of balance, it can trigger whoever they're with for their nervous system to be out of balance as well. So why are we talking about trauma? What does it have to do with transformation, healing, change and parenting? Well, it's important to explore our trauma because it's what shapes us. It creates the lens in which we see the world. Understanding and exploring our trauma gives us a deep insight as to why we do the things we do and how we can start to unravel these adaptive behaviours and change them for good. So what is a trauma response? Let's explore that a little bit more. Okay, so I want you to imagine you're out with four friends in a bar. You've gone out for a few drinks in the bit of the rougher part of town, and you're all ordering your drinks at the bar when a really drunk man comes in with some of his friends and wants to pick a fight with you and your friends. 
What happens in your bodies is all pretty similar. Your heart rate increases, your lungs dilate, your body starts pumping blood away from your vital organs and towards your limbs and your liver starts to release glucose for energy. But you all have a different response to this event. One of you wants to fight the man, one of you flees, meaning you run away, one of you freezes and you play dead and the other one thorns you try to soothe the situation and make the le- the man less angry by trying to be his friend which one are you in this situation do you go into a fight response do you get angry do you start shouting and making big movements are your muscles clenching is your jaw tight The fight response can look and feel like blame, defensiveness, being critical, attacking others verbally or even attacking them just inside our heads. Or maybe you went into the flight response which can look like running away, escaping, avoiding perceived threats, procrastination, distraction, trying not to think about the problem. Or maybe you are a freeze gal like me. I've lived in a freeze state for a long time. And with the, res- and with the freeze response, there is typically a reaction such as numbing, shrinking or hiding. This reaction can keep us safe when fighting or running away would put us in danger. Or when there's no chance to escape. So the freeze response can feel like feeling detached from your body and your emotions or having the sensation of feeling heavy, frozen, laden or unable to move your muscles. The function of the freeze response is to make the predator less interested. So it's the playing dead scenario. And within the freeze response, we also have the fawn response. This is when we can't fight off or escape our attacker. We sometimes have the instinct to comply. This is the people-pleasing response. And having an understanding of each of these types of trauma responses can help you understand your own behaviours. So if you're unsure on what your default response is, don't worry, I've added a little workbook with a questionnaire in the show notes. If you want to go ahead and download that, you can, it will be in the show notes for you. So the primary function of stress or the trauma response is to keep us alive. Many moons ago, when we were cavemen and women, we would have used our stress response to run away from a scary tiger. But today, unfortunately, the body can overreact to stresses that are not life-threatening, such as traffic jams or work pressure, um, family difficulties. Your ability to cope with stress can depend on your genetics, early life events, personality, social and economical circumstances. So as you can see, everyone has a different response to stressful events in the moment. But our bodies are smart. And what also happens in this situation is our brain takes a snapshot of everything that we see, 
hear, touch, smell, and feel in this moment. And it stores in our subconscious memories so that the next time we become frightened or we see the drunk man, we can respond in the same way. Now, this would be great if we actually did have to worry about a drunk man starting a fight with us every time we went out, but we don't. And this is how stress imprints can manifest and we can create adaptive behaviors or coping mechanisms to cope with these stresses over time. A trauma imprint is an unprocessed stressful event that leaves a mark both on your mind and your body. So what are adaptive behaviors? So take the fire in the bar, for example. No matter what your stress response was, imagine that after the event, you and your friends laughed off the event, carried on drinking, and the event was never spoken about again. Depending on your ability to cope with stress, your body might hold on to this experience for longer than necessary. Maybe you were the person who ran away and didn't stay with your friends. After the event, you might experience embarrassment for running away or feel guilty that you didn't help your friends. You might create the story that you're not a good friend or that you're weak, which could lead you to avoiding your friends because you don't want to face them. This would be an adaptive behavior created by trauma. When we don't process our guilt and our shame and we punish ourselves for our actions we've taken when we were in a stress response, it can manifest into physical symptoms like pain, fatigue, digestive issues and much, much more. And this would be the body making a smart adaptation to help you cope with stressful events. And what's actually happening is your nervous system gets stuck in the stress response, which is the fight, flight, freeze response. And this response causes our nervous system to be in a regular state of fear, anxiety, depression, frustration, or self-loathing. And the opposite to that is the parasympathetic response, which is when your body is in the rest and digest phase. This is when the body has time to heal. However, if we never get to the rest and digest phase, our body doesn't have the opportunity to rest and heal itself. When we're calm, we can make better, more aligned decisions. We can move out of survival and attachment and move into calm and healing. So how do we find, feel and heal the unprocessed stressful events? Well, that is something that I teach in my programs and in my emotional freedom reset program um, that goes beyond this podcast episode. But if you want to get started today, then you can head into the show notes and download the little workbook that helps you see which stress response you have adopted over time. Okay, so today we explored what is trauma, how it affects our relationships to transformation, healing, change and parenting, the four trauma responses and what adaptive behaviours are. 
That's enough from me today. Thank you for choosing to share your time with me. If you've got any questions or is there something you want to hear more about on the podcast, please reach out on the socials and let me know what it is you would like to hear. Namaste and thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, please head over to the iTunes app and review us so that we can start to grow our community and share this awesome knowledge with all those other beautiful moms out there. Thank you for being here.